Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. New education model for the new year charts course for success sequence. What is the success sequence? In other words, to make it where we are in America, what's the sequence? What are the things that go into that that almost universally guarantee you success a bit later on in life? Or what are some of the things you can do that will block the success sequence? I mean, I was promised uh, dreams if I just went to college. Uh-oh, and, we're going to go back to that. I'll ask Jonathan Butcher about that. I'm ready. still college a reality. Down. Is college still the path well, to success? Well, I'm... wait a minute. You're a Dom Giordano's show. Uh, highly ranked in America. Yeah, the highest. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although I still think that 15th ranking was way out of line. <laughs> With seven last year, we should be at should least be higher. What's going on? We there? should be at least number two, and I don't know who could be number one. We'll take them down next year. Let's go to Jonathan Butcher from the Heritage Foundation on this. Hey, uh, Jonathan, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Great to be with you. Before we break down the other elements of this, uh, my producer, Dan uh, Jonathan, says many times, you know, we were guaranteed this. you got to go to college, even if you ring up that student loan debt. We have posters on the wall, Jonathan, yeah. saying success <laughs> yeah. is college and all yeah. this. Yeah, so um, what's, what's your take on that as far as the sequence? Is college a major part of that? Well, what social science has found really for years, I mean, ge- generations, is that children from intact married families have better life outcomes, okay? They do better in school. Uh, they do better in their relationships with friends. They're more likely to be successful once they finish high school. But then once you look at the wide swath of literature around healthy families, you start to realize that there really is a sequence to keeping yourself out of poverty, right? You finish high school, um, you go into the workforce or you pursue a terminal degree, you know, or you can enter college, and then you get married before you have children. And the research finds that among millennials, right, so the generation that now are the parents of young children, we find that 97% of them who followed this sequence were not in poverty during their prime working years. And even better, even better, there was a significant percent, regardless of ethnicity and race, who were actually in the middle class or above. Uh, Let me bring up the student loan debt, though, factor that in. So they wouldn't be in poverty, but I don't think they'd be doing that well, though, right? Could we add that to the success uh, uh, sequence? Try to stay out of debt, the student loan debt. 
Well, I mean, most certainly. I think that the push for many years has been, hey, look, you've got to go to college if you want to have a job that will help you live in the middle class, right? And I think the success sequence the results here find that that is not necessarily the case, right? I mean, look, the fact is that some two-thirds of Americans don't have a bachelor's degree, right? And what you're asking today from the, what the Biden administration has been pushing is they've been saying, look, we're going to ask two-thirds of working-class Americans to pay the debt mm-hmm. of one-third, right? And among that, you know, one-third or the, among those that have outstanding loan debt, a significant number, I mean, we're talking half or more, have uh, graduate school debt, right? So we're talking, you know, doctors and lawyers in, in many cases. And so to ask those who decided not to go to college or who paid their way through college to say, hey, look, you've got to pay for future doctors and lawyers. I mean, not only is that, you know, not fair, but I mean, that's something that really should make voters very upset, right? <laughs> With the idea that, you know, government is just passing this well, off. Well, right. And, and, wealth and, yeah. and Jonathan, you're talking to the first in his family to go to college. Then I have my master's degree and then I'm a law school dropout. So I didn't get to inflict those skills on progressives by using a legal degree, although someday I might. So I had to be paid for dropping out of law school, I think. That ought to be covered. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the the big thing that, that this whole model that we've put together at the Heritage Foundation, which really is based on research that, that goes back to some terrific scholars from uh, the Brookings and, and the American Enterprise Institute and, uh, and others, and what we have done with this model uh, resolution that we put together is say that, look, schools should be teaching this information to young people. Right. Okay, let me, I mean, let me stop you. Let me telling. stop you there because that's the major thing that I wanted to get into. And I'm a former educator, and you're exactly right. But how do they do that when that's in conflict? They're going to tell us, "Hey, if you say intact families, then their family is not." Uh, things of that nature. How should schools exactly approach that? Well, in the same way that, you know, schools that jumped on the Black Lives Matter bandwagon were pushing the Black Lives Matter week of action principles, right? For those that have followed the Black Lives Matter movement, they had 13 principles that they uh, foisted on schools to, to you know, celebrate mm-hmm. or whatever in, in, a, in a week each year. And one of those was that they uh, wanted to challenge the idea of the nuclear intact family. I mean, this this then is the opposite, right? This is saying, wait a minute, that's not based on research. The idea that there's something wrong with saying that um, healthy families make for healthy children and healthy communities. And you're not shaming anyone. I mean, look, uh, people that have had difficult upbringings, people that made uh, choices that they regret earlier in life or may not, um, you know, the point is not to shame them. The point is to tell students, look, There is research here that if you get married before you have children, and before that, if you make sure you finish high school and if you enter the workforce, you are less likely to be in poverty and more likely actually to have the chance to climb the ladder of success. I mean, these are things that we should be telling uh, young people. Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, My producer, Dan, uh, tells me, too, you've been discussing CRT and DEI in the past. Um, So um, has what we've seen play out here, uh, Jonathan, with um, the anti-Semitism, with Harvard, et cetera, uh, you're on top of this, the research and all. Are we going to see an overall pushback? CRT is a little bit dormant as a topic now, but the the DEI perspective, is there going to be a reckoning on this? 
Well, remember, DEI, or diversity, equity, and inclusion, that is just the application of critical race theory. So critical race theory hasn't gone anywhere. It, is just, it has been applied mm-hmm. through DEI on both college campuses as well as, as in the workforce. I mean, it is, it is an $8 billion a year industry, okay, in diversity trainings in uh, corporations across the country and, and even the world. Um, so it is big money. Uh, folks like Ibram X. Kendi and uh, Robert D'Angelo charge, you know, upwards of fifty plus thousand um, uh, dollars for whenever they give some of these talks. Um, so I would say uh, we should keep your eye on uh, states that are going to follow Florida, Texas, Iowa, and now Oklahoma. Uh, just last week in Oklahoma, the governor signed an executive order saying that public money, taxpayer dollars, cannot be used for DEI programs that advocate for racial preferences. They cannot be used for DEI programs that violate the Civil Rights Act. And I think states are going to follow this. I think other states in the, in the coming legislative session, they are going to be looking for ways to um, make sure that taxpayer money does not pay for DEI programs. Wisconsin uh, just did this recently as well. So um, I think there is a very strong move against critical race theory, uh, and it is in the form of saying, you know, these racist DEI programs have no place in public life. Uh, back to uh, the success sequence. Is anybody uh, that would be a good starting point if a school uh, adopted that phraseology, the success sequence? I mean, I've heard it before. You certainly are involved with it, but you don't hear that, at least in my sense, in schools, that nomenclature and telling kids from the very earliest time on how proven this is, how this is a guarantee. Yeah, states are moving in opposite directions, depending on where you look. Um, Some examples that I use all the time are South Dakota and Louisiana versus Minnesota and California. In South Dakota and Louisiana, they've just recently updated uh, both states separately, their social studies standards. And in those standards, they talk about things like freedom and opportunity and loving your country and understanding that America is Mm -hmm. not perfect but still has – it, it gives um, examples of people to aspire to be like, right? Uh, it gives kids something that they can aspire to. California and Minnesota, on the other hand, are pushing the ethnic studies framework, which is all based around identity politics and is pushing critical race theory. I mean, they have pushed the idea of intersectionality, which is the essence of sort of victimhood, right? Um, and uh, they advocate for Howard Zinn and his books, The People's History of the United States, which, of course, is um, – all about being critical of U.S. history. So, you know, as you look at what different states are doing, we recognize that there is a there's a cultural, um, you know, a cultural struggle going on about how we define what American identity means. And uh, I think there is there are some positive uh, examples here that, that I think more states can look to Louisiana and South Dakota being two. Well, Jonathan, thank you. And again, uh, the more we can just use that simple Something that we all know, but the research backs it up. It is follow the science, and following the science, you're going to be a success in America. You almost can't help it. Yep, that's absolutely right. And I think we can give kids something to aspire to. Absolutely. Thank you, Jonathan. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan Butcher here on Talk Radio 1210. But, Dan, we come back to the college part of it. That's why I asked with your prompting there, and I'm in agreement do you put that into it? Is that part of the pillars? In other words, I like this idea. Um, I am a big fan of the book Cultural Literacy. I interviewed the guy who wrote it several times. 
3,000 terms that everybody that graduates from school ought to know. You know, simple proverbs. Uh, Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. What happened in 1939 to 1945? In other words, actual factual foundations for this. Well, this is the foundation for success. Now, can you be a success even if you violate those? Of course, maybe you have extraordinary talent. Maybe later in life it all comes together for you and you're driven to do it. But it brings up the thing all the time. You almost have to work at fail. I, I, I make this one exception, Dan. I don't know about you. If you have a chronic, really tough illness, I could see that that may uh, thwart your success. It might. It might be so difficult, it makes it hard. But short of that, how can you not succeed in America? You know, uh, one adjunct to that, though, are you a success if you're walking around with $100,000 in student loan debt over your head? Something like that. I'd say it's uh, you're not a success yet till you get rid of that. That's always going to be a problem. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I do think success or finding success is a learned asset that maybe some don't have access to, though. Yeah? Like, like you look they don't at, see it around them. Yeah. Like, like you look to, like, like for example, some of the lesser mean neighborhoods here in Philadelphia. Yeah. They're surrounded by individuals who haven't found success in life. Maybe parents that haven't right. found success. They don't have the advisement to find okay. success themselves. That's why in school, to his point and the point that I'd make, that's why you have to be blatant about what are the things that equal take you to success. Yeah, yeah. And you can't yeah. because you're told by people in the Philadelphia public schools, well, then. You're renouncing the neighborhood around you. Oh, well, yes, you are. But it, you're not renouncing your roots. You're not renouncing your identity. You're renouncing the downside of that. Yeah. And the thing I've always thought of is, like, even someone in, like, uh, the worst of Kensington, there's, right. you know, the Wendy's on Aramingo Ave. 
You know, there there are part time jobs that you can make right. some you know valid money and then start moving up the chain and save up for you know yeah. maybe a, a community college education. And there are definitely ways paths to success for everybody here in the United States. But to your point, if it's all around you, you're not seeing enough of it every day. What's the one vehicle that can do more? Well, there are two. School. One school, two role models who are out there who are successful. And they can say, here's how I got to success. Now, it doesn't help bring it in. I've seen this. Very successful people to school who have a rare talent. They can sing and dance. They're seven foot and can play basketball. You know what I mean? That's a negative because it's not (laughs) going to be you. There are very few people that are seven feet tall. There are very few people. Yesterday, we did Golden Voices that have that. Right? I feel like this is a veiled shot at me, kind of. No, it's not. What do you mean? <laughs> what, because you're 6'8"? Because I'm enormous and can't play basketball. Oh, yeah, you go. Well, it's always a, a part of the show. All right, 855 That's one of the running storylines. We ought to do the top 10 running storylines of this show. The 40-yard football throw definitely is one of them. That I can do. Yes. The uh, Just some of my uh, idiosyncrasies, you know. They're just, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Tom in uh, Marlton on Talk Radio 1210. Our side question today, imposters slash frauds. Is Nick Sirianni, Dan, put that one on Twitter if you would. Is Nick Sirianni a imposter slash fraud? Yes or no? We've gotten some pushback already on Twitter. Yes. People are saying, why? Why Nick Sirianni? Well, I mean, look at yesterday. How could you you ask that? Well, he's the head coach. He's, you know, he's not responsible for a lot of what's going on here. So, uh, what, you just want me to word it? Is Nick Sirianni a fraud? Well, imposter slash fraud. I'm trying to soften it a little bit. You want to go fraud, I'm going imposter a little bit. Imposter slash fraud. Yeah. So these people don't think this is uh, pretty telling. Is this a fire pole or something we want to keep open for a day? Because remember, uh, we're about to have fire. that. Uh, okay. Yeah, just a fire pole. Yeah, we're about to yeah, have our yeah. uh, caller of the year final. Yeah. So. Do you think he is or no? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I do. Like, I, I, I took a little bit longer to go to your side because I, I vividly remember you saying four weeks ago you saw his reactions on the sideline, and you were the first one to initially say when you are trying to lead a position yeah. of leadership and you're showing that kind of emotion, you can't tell your players to calm it down. It's going to mm-hmm. lead to dysfunction. And I said that on other side because when he said that, it triggered in me. Like, man, you're 100% right. This guy's emotion is going to – it's going to collapse once they start losing. And we're seeing that exactly now, and it's because – the, the, the guy had players. He had the successful players to rely on for all this time. And now that we're seeing some trouble, he's being completely exposed. And it looks like an eight-year-old playing the game of Madden, the way he's like, play calling. Oh, you've and, been sitting on that line for leading. a while. No, I have. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. And like, like, yeah. Uh, people are blaming Jalen Hurts, but when you have a quarterback that's not making his checkdowns, you need someone that's uh, you know strong enough, uh, respected yeah. enough to say, Jalen, you, you need to start looking at your checkdowns. And I don't think there's anyone in that locker room that's willing to do that. Uh, I think you're right. Tom and Marlton. Hey, Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dom and Dan. <clears throat> hey, Dom, I was just thinking, <clears throat> I know I've been out of the loop for a while, The uh, and I know, I, you know I've know i been had my share of those certificates over the last year and a half or so. I think that maybe I could get an uh, honorable mention. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you it's are caller, it's caller of the year. You're considered, Tom. Yeah, Come on. Just, there was at least like 15 people that were yeah, considered for yeah, this. Yeah, oh, sure. You were, just haven't heard from you as much, I guess. That's the, that's the only yeah, thing. I've been, yeah, out of, I've been out of the loop. Yeah, yeah. No I mean, problem. this. Um, no, but right? definitely it's top 10. My so choice buddy over here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I tell you a real quick story, uh, Dom? Yes. I'm at a wholesale club, one of the big ones, 
a couple of days ago. And uh, I paid for my own, you know, I went through the, uh, where you do it yourself, you scan it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm scanning and all of a sudden everything stops and the, the machines, someone will be helped there to help you in a minute. I'm like, oh, what the heck happened here? Lady comes running over. She doesn't say anything. She just barts out, date of birth. What? Uh, that's what I said. What? Yeah. She goes, I need, I need your date of birth. I said, for what? She said, you're buying alcohol, aren't you? Ah. I said, I said lady, I'm, uh, I'm in my mid-60s here. <laughs> she goes, she goes uh, that doesn't mean anything. That's the rules. It is. And, and Tom, okay. I think if it's Sudafed and stuff like that, because I was doing it the other night and the person came over and said, we need that. Yes, Sudafed. I, I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on. But anyway, I'll go with my uh, two fakers. I know they had a hit, a big hit. I, I, then they might even had a couple of hits. And Millie Vanilli, and then they found to be uh, lip syncing. Yeah, before Absolutely. you let go, Tom, yeah. can I can I give you because I was going to actually use Millie Vanilli for the uh, Money Melody today. I'm going to switch it up now uh, because uh, after the whole lip syncing scandal, Rob and Fab actually went to the studio and recorded some of themselves singing just to prove that they can actually sing. And I have a sample of them singing, and boy, it's bad. Here you go. can't even hear them singing. The music's so loud. But uh, they, they tried to prove themselves, and uh, Rob oh, and Fad, that, yeah. that backs up Tom on this as an all-time imposter fraud. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, you know what? Let me, uh, <coughs> they should still, uh, stick to uh, lip-syncing. Yes. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. All right. The core of the year heats up. Yeah, Tom is definitely one of ours, but we just didn't hear from him for, you know what I mean, Dan? That's... Uh, yeah, next year. Oh, my God, I hate to make up the core of the year list. Uh, how's it going here between uh, the Earl of Tacconi and Bruce of the Far Northeast? Bruce of the Northeast is um, losing still. 40.5% okay. to Earl's 59.5%. And the voting ends, what, at 2 o'clock? 49 minutes left. 49 minutes yeah. left at Dom Show 1210. And once we have that, we know they'll be playing Scott of Mount Laurel, who's put Dom time out there in the popular culture. Yeah. <laughs> but like Tom and Marlton, I he ran into him in church one time. Yeah. He's a great oh, caller. Uh, down the shore at Mulligan's. Somebody, that guy must have a wardrobe of Hawaiian shirts, too. He really does. He, so many names. That just oh, no, he's just a good, yeah. all-around good guy. Yeah. And, and another one that was considered was Frank and South Philly. Remember, he brought yeah. us those great uh, Capicol yeah. or Gabagool. And, yeah, and uh, Paul of uh, Westchester, who uh, is yeah. off in his own tangent. So, yes. so many honorable mentions, but yeah, yeah. We, we had to narrow it down, and this is what yeah. we uh, ended up with. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're going to be having a pretty good event coming up. I can't tell you yet all the details, and we hope that a lot of these regulars are there and meet each other, and you come out and meet them, too. I'll tell you about it when I can. 855 uh, that's how you get on board here with Dom and Dan. Coming up at 1.30, we're going to talk with the guy who was the architect of the bill that has Larry Krasner yesterday, Dan, standing there holding up a giant map of Philadelphia saying uh, this is what's going to happen if we don't stop this bill, which has been signed. It's law now about SEPTA and Larry Krasner's uh, powers. So uh, the Krasner world is not happy. We're going to talk with the architect of this bill for public safety, who I believe says, hey, Krasner can still 
prosecute people if he wants, but so can SEPTA around it. What's wrong with that? He doesn't want to prosecute people. That's what. But Dan, yesterday for once, he didn't have people standing on their little squares. He was standing on one as Sharif Street spoke and holding up this artist rendering of how much of Philadelphia now will be covered by this new law. Didn't say run the ball on the sign? No, he did not. <laughs> I'd love to get Krasner's uh, take on this uh, meltdown last night. Well, Minnie says maybe you can invite Krasner to the studio for an interview with the promise of awesome homemade lasagna. Oh, that's right, because of the Minnie is very good. The uh, lasagna of lies that he talked about. And that seems to be very, very uh, anti-Italian to me. Uh, One thing I, can you clear up with uh, yes. the senator is... A lot on Reddit was, uh, because you had Krasner release that statement, he's like, oh, they're taking away my authority. It, yes. Does this only enact if Krasner chooses not to prosecute? So does he get first bite at it first, and then it falls to this special prosecutor? No one, no, I'll ask him that. Uh, my sense is it is a backup, though, Dan, uh, that's around this. And the so thing nothing to complain about. Right, and the thing that's inescapable, though, that nobody in the media asked these people yesterday, 48 Democrats voted for it. I went through the list in Montgomery County. I have it in Bucks in Delaware. The locals here. All right. Why in the world did all these Democrats vote for it? And then he bank shots into the fact, the biggie, democracy's under attack, meaning you don't remember this. I don't think you were doing talk radio then. <laughs> you were. When John Street ran against Sam Katz, Katz was in second time around, was a little bit ahead. Then John uh, Street, uh, Johnny Dock and Sadly, Bob Brady, who I really get along with now, Dan, they concocted that George W. Bush didn't want a black man to succeed, John Street, because all these people were arrested for corruption. There was a bug in Philadelphia. I think Pat Meehan may have been the federal prosecutor at that point. George Bush gone, yeah, I can't stand that, John Street. John Street can't become mayor. Can you imagine, hey, partner, I'm going to the ranch. Who's this John Street? Imagine telling Bush who John Street was. Hey, partner, get out of here. Right? And he won the election going away because of that. Rise that's, on a horse. That's what they did. Uh, today, there's still bad blood over that, and I understand why. So, uh, you know, this idea is uh, preposterous that this is just about stopping Krasner. It's about assuring public safety. And Krasner, the line of the day was, if SEPTA were a county... It would be the safest in the uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's have Larry. Then. You know, what the media would say, would you be willing to ride Sept up and down for a week, midnight, the L, right? And uh, by yourself, well, you know. Remember him with the Phillies. He was all Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's got, his, got his security detail with him. He's got 100 people from his office who have to go. And he tells us how safe it was going to the Phillies. Game. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, well, let's go to the Somerset uh, uh, stop, Dan. I'm told that's the worst, maybe. <laughs> Imagine Larry getting off in Somerset over in Kensington, right, by himself. Yeah. First of all, figuring out where he was, you know, <laughs> once he gets out of Center City. Come on. <laughs> all right, uh, 855-839-1210. I would volunteer for duty to cover that one and see what happens. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to talk with the um, architect of this bill. And how did it get through? Governor signed it. 48 Democrats voted for it in the House. Overwhelming vote in the state Senate. And it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting this. We'll uh, get 
insights on this and uh, Krasner's uh, demented reaction to it. One of the two or three most amazing stories of the last 20 years, 25 years, 30, 50 in the Philadelphia area. And that's what's going on here with Larry Krasner. And more broadly, the homicide rate, the retail theft rate, the lawlessness, particularly how many times when we talk about SEPTA, whether it's the L or it's the uh, underground subway, with SEPTA, it's just routine. Joining us is a um, state senator who did something about this, the SEPTA part of this. Senator Wayne Langerholtz uh, Jr. is somebody called out by name by uh, Larry Krasner with his map yesterday that was drawn up <laughs> in a big rally with ministers. Look at map. Look at this map. Who is this evil man that did this to our own Larry Krasner? Senator, welcome to Philadelphia. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for having me, Don. Well, uh, Senator, give me your idea when you drafted this, and, and then we'll talk about the execution, the particulars. There's a lot of misinformation or speculation out there about the particulars, but I think you can answer it by telling us the broad strokes of this. And this is the most successful bipartisan, other than saying mom and apple pie, that I've seen. You guys can't even get a roof fix there, at least in the assembly. <laughs> in Harrisburg. So to get this passed with 48 Democrats, wow. What's the overall idea? Uh, yes, I was very pleased to, to get this through the House and to get the Governor Shapiro to sign it. Uh, this this bill was born out of about two years ago. Uh, I was on the chairman of the Transportation Committee in the Senate, and we were hearing different individuals that reached out about the overwhelming increase in crime and the, the lack of safety with regard to SEPTA. So we took the transportation committee down to Philadelphia and we had a public hearing on SEPTA and were able to, you know, ride SEPTA, tour the facility, tour, you know, see the footage, talk to the people involved, talk to all the different uh, individuals. I was able to talk to the police firsthand to kind of get a flavor for what was happening down there. And overwhelmingly what we learned was that crime was running rampant, that people don't feel safe, and that law enforcement feels that no one has their back. So we took that back with us to Harrisburg, and we were able to sit down and craft this legislation and uh, come up with the product that what was passed here not too long ago, Senate Bill 140. Uh, Yeah, and as I said, uh, we had on Eamon Brown, one of the Republicans, uh, Democrats in Philadelphia who voted for it in the House, and he underlined, look at all these people on Monco Bucks, the surrounding camp, particularly Monco I went through, who are Democrats who voted for it, and they're close to home. They're feeling the effects of this lawlessness in Philadelphia. Now, of course, we hear angles of attack. So what's your sense from this bill? Is it just if you're on SEPTA property? Uh, that a prosecutor can be, uh, is it mandatory that the attorney general, first of all, appoint a prosecutor? Yes, that is the law that take effect immediately, that the attorney general appoint a special prosecutor. There are very specific requirements for that uh, special prosecutor. One, that they cannot have worked within the past six years in that office, in the district attorney's office. Uh, secondly, they've got to reside within Philadelphia. And there's some other uh, requirements uh-huh. as well, but yeah, this is a this is a safety issue, and the fact that people are trying to make this into something that it's not is very, I think, disingenuous. 
And quite frankly, I expected more. I know my colleague in the Senate, Senator Street, calling out that I should worry about Johnstown. Uh, and he's, you know, ramping up saying about this 500-foot jurisdiction. I challenge him to show me where in the law it says 500 feet within Senate Bill 140. You know, quite frankly, I thought he was an attorney. I thought I would expect a little more legal analysis from him. Uh, and it's very, it's very sad that he's using this for his own political benefit rather than focusing on the issue and getting his constituents and those people wrapped, you know, kind of, you know, fired up about an issue that it should be about safety. The district attorney should be welcoming this with open arms. This is not a novel concept. This is not a novel idea. I was an assistant district attorney in Cambria County for a little less than 10 years. I worked many times across jurisdictions with local, with the state police, with the FBI, with our drug task force. So this is just another tool in the toolbox that should be helping you know, his constituents, it should be helping the people in Philadelphia that ride SEPTA. I mean, it's indisputable that ridership is down. It's yeah. indisputable that, that that crime is up. This will help with that. So you're saying, too, and it's true under this as I read it, that Krasner can still prosecute or do it in conjunction with this prosecutor. Nothing has taken away his power. The only thing is he can't, as he usually does, um, decline to prosecute even some serious things that can happen here. And this prosecutor from SEPTA can make a decision to prosecute. That's correct. You know, nothing inhibits his prosecutorial abilities. He can continue to prosecute crimes even in the current SEPTA. Nobody's taking that away from him. Nobody's taking away his power to prosecute within the rest of the city, within the rest of his jurisdiction. This is just if the special prosecutor chooses to step in to lend assistance to help with some of those more serious crimes that we know that you know, aren't being prosecuted you know, to the fullest extent of the law. You know, and I, I toured the facility and I talked to different law enforcement officers and they tell me that the going rate for a violation with a firearm on SEPTA is about a two-year probationary term. That's incredulous to me. That's, that should not be happening. You know, when I talk to the law enforcement officers that say that they're arresting people for violating it and they're right back out on the street reoffending, that's a problem. That needs to be dealt with. Nobody was doing anything about it, and something needed to be done. And I'm very, very grateful that people ultimately realized the seriousness of this situation and voted to remove this bill to the governor's desk. And I'm very grateful to Governor Shapiro for stepping up in a very quick manner and signing the bill into law. I don't know if you guys were on the L, what we call the L here, the elevated and all that, uh, but um, it's quality of life stuff that's criminal behavior, shooting up drugs, things of that nature, aboard the train with other people there, kids, whatever, it doesn't matter. And what happens, you probably were told this, why would SEPTA police then continue to intervene, bring people in when they feel that certain things are either going to, yeah, two-year probation for a gun on SEPTA that's illegal, uh, shooting up drugs, nothing happens. They're back almost as quickly as you brought them in. Right. And I think, too, going to the root of the problem, the lack of ability to follow up with just basic summary citations yes. for people that might you know, jump the turnstiles, it's not being, there's no accountability. There's no accountability for that, and that leads to then people in, that, in those facilities that shouldn't be there and that are causing this, you know, the, the ancillary rise in other offenses. Well, we know, too, the broken window syndrome. Uh, back in the day when New York was cleaned up, you mentioned the one that's the face of it, jumping turnstiles. And they found the people that they got jumping the turnstiles and the lawlessness element vibe that that gives, 
They were often violating probation. They had other offenses. That's who's going to be doing this stuff most of the time. Yes, absolutely. And then that it just rises to, to this other level of, of crime. And it's just a perpetual cycle here of violence. And there's got to be accountability. There's got to be somebody there to say, look, if you're going to do this, you're going to be dealt with to the fullest extent of the law. We're not going to let you out you know, on bail. We're not going to prosecute you. We're not going to find you, you know, accountable for your actions. So a couple of things then. What's your sense then of where Sharif Street has been on the show a number of times is getting to 500 feet from and tell us why that is falling? I mean, that's one of the major things they put out there. In addition to which, you're a suspect in taking away democracy in Philadelphia by taking away the voters who voted for Larry Krasner. Well, I mean, to that last part first, yeah. I mean, like I had yeah. indicated prior, nobody's taking away his prosecutorial power. He can, tomorrow, he can you know, have a renewed sense of vigor and decide to go full bore and prosecute crimes on something. Nobody's stopping him from that. Uh, with respect to, to my colleague uh, adding this 500-foot jurisdiction, I was first asked by another news media outlet uh, a couple of days ago, you know, about that. And they, I said, this, quite frankly, it's false. There's nothing in the bill that mentions 500 feet. I think where they were drawing that from was from just the general jurisdiction that set the police can deal within 500 feet of their facilities. But I would point to this bill is very specific that it speaks to crimes that occur within the SEPTA transportation facility. This is for crime occurring within SEPTA, very clear, not out 500 feet from a bus stop or what have you. And that's not the intent of this bill. The intent of this bill is to help clean up SEPTA. You know, there's a lot of world-class events coming to the city of Philadelphia in the coming days. And this will help to give more confidence. But ultimately, it's about safety. You know, when you hear stories of individuals that are afraid to ride SEPTA or that don't and how ridership's down, we need to restore that public confidence in SEPTA. And this district attorney, quite frankly, hasn't done it. Absolutely. So in summary, this is just a safety net here. It's another uh, avenue, more resources and more ability to enforce the law. Yes, this is no different than if the attorney general would designate a task force or a transit authority task force. Same thing. This is just helping those individuals that may be starved with the prosecutorial abilities to be able to, to, to help to help you know, that tool in the toolbox. Exactly. When does this take effect? I see 30 days. Is that from when the bill was signed by the governor, or is there some waiting period here? It is uh, immediate. No, it is within, yes, yes. All right, so I have the to bill, ask you, this yeah. has been too low-key for me. You don't know how miraculous this is. I actually do a show based around Krasner, have been involved with the impeachment process, etc. I'm not drawing you into that other than to say, my goodness, how did people in Harrisburg come together, 48 Democrats, many of them right here in the suburbs, at least four, I think, in Philadelphia, uh, have come around on this to say, yes, that's what our constituents want. Take us inside. You don't seem surprised by this. I am. I think that it speaks to people finally realizing the seriousness of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe when this bill was introduced, you know, a while ago, at first blush, it seemed, you know, crazy that, that this would be something that somebody would use the Transportation Committee to, uh, you know, to, to take in that area. But then I think as time kind of went on and people realized the situation, 
that something needed to happen, that someone needed to, to do something. That uh, is what brought people to the table. And then that, you know, as well with compromise with some other bills that, you know, on other fronts, this was a good compromise bill. But again, the fact that there was 159 to 44 in the House shows me that this is, you know, that we were not off base when we touted this legislation. We were not, you know, just seeing something in a vacuum. This situation, this problem is real. And this, uh, you know, I'm happy for the confidence in the House to be able to vote for that, to say, hey, let's, we need to step in and do something. If nobody's going to stand up for the riders of SEPTA, uh, somebody needs to. Absolutely. Well, I think you're just a persuasive guy behind the scenes. I can see this guy's playing cards, drinking alcohol. Come on now. Come on now. Now let's do this. But uh, it is amazing that this has happened. So congratulations on this for all of our listeners, and particularly here in Philadelphia. Have a great uh, Christmas season, and please uh, keep us in the loop uh, when you're not stealing democracy from Philadelphia. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate you it. You are welcome. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't think we've had him on before, Dan. Very unassuming, but suddenly he's had a real breakthrough. Now, the 500-foot thing, you can, Dan, please invite Sharif Street on. I know he likes to come on at times, and uh, now I'm loaded up because I actually have the bill. That means SEPTA police have uh, jurisdiction up to 500 feet, I think. Something happens, they're given chase. You know what I mean? That's all it means. It doesn't mean now that this guy's found a backdoor way to take over Philadelphia here. I wish he did, to be honest. So what I read from that interview is essentially Larry Krasner's now bitching and moaning that if he doesn't prosecute, yes. then he doesn't want anyone else yes. to prosecute. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> what a joke this guy is. Yeah, well, and if we get Sharif Street on, I'm going to say my sense is, look, Sherelle Parker was elected mayor of Philadelphia. What was the platform? Larry's at, angry at a safety net for his incompetency. Right. Helen Gim, Sharif, wasn't elected, who wants to do what Krasner's doing or worse. Sherelle Parker was elected, and people were telling her in black and brown neighborhoods what? Exactly what this guy put forward. Krasner's standing up there with this map, just holding it up, though, as Sheree Street is speaking. Oh, it must be galling him. It must be galling him that uh, Josh Shapiro signed off on this. And, what was it, 48 Democrats in the House. Wow. Love that a staffer had to go to FedEx to get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me that map of Philadelphia over here. Where's Dom Giordano's house? All right, he's included in this. A special little line in there, Dom Giordano's like house. Deacon that's like, there will be a special prosecutor for 500 feet of Dom Giordano's house. <laughs> Dan moved. I was going to get that rider in there for Port Richmond. He moved yeah. too soon to an undisclosed Jersey location. Uh, by the way, where you are, any rumblings of what the local politicians or anything that you Oh, no, I haven't gotten involved yet. Okay, good. My, my first step is to uh, uh, do a coup on the HOA. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. You were in a homeowner's oh, association? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're paying well, those homeowner association And you fees. didn't tell us that. This is one of the greatest fodders for talk radio because... <laughs> We have an audience where about a third of them love the homeowner's uh, dragoon policy. DJ uh-huh. lives in one, and I get material from there. You know, you can't have a play gym that's metal. It's got Look, to like our, our HOA is good because there the prices go. are low, and they, right. they do what they're expected. I mean, there's trash pickup. They're, uh, they mow You're the You're running lawn. for president? Uh, not yet, but I okay. will be. Uh, but there are, like, there are wait, places wait in Cherry Hill that are like $700, $800 a do month. Do they do the edging? Um, edging, I, I believe they do. Uh, I see. I, I check think on they that. do. I edging. check on it. If Rose said, "You know what? That's 
Well, Laura, look well that's my first move as president. If they don't do edging, then I have to hire yeah, an Yeah, would say the schools are great. Look at how beautiful it is here. They don't do the edging. That's it. That's off. You know Maisie the accountant as a treasurer? Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, the power works. behind the throne. They never suspect what she's really like as a boss lady. They yeah, three reserved nice. spots in front of my house just exactly. for us, but nobody yeah. else gets reserved <laughs> spots. All right, we got a whole backstory. By the way, how is that poll going? Is Nick Sirianni an imposter slash fraud? Uh, 54% say yes. I told you we were on to something. 46% say no. And they're angry. Okay, yes, <laughs> that's good. All right, phone lines. Right. 17 minutes left in the uh, battle yeah. for the uh, and how's that Northeast. Going? Yeah, so 2023 uh, Dom Show Caller of the Year is happening right now at right. Dom Show 1210 on Twitter. Earl and Tacconi, 57.8% of the vote versus Bruce with 42.2% of the vote in the semifinals. Pretty Finals close. coming up at two. Pretty close. All right. Eight. Uh, wait, don't yeah. let me cut you off again. Yeah. I apologize. Just uh, some production behind the scenes, but here on air. How long you want this vote to go for, the uh, final? Oh, the final? Yeah. I think at least a day. So you yeah. want, should we do two days? Two days. Yeah. yeah. Keep that would bring, what's today, Tuesday? Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Now it's on Thursday? Okay. Uh, by the way, does the homeowners there say you can have colored lights, uh, brightly colored lights? Oh, I put up lights. Are they white or uh, brightly colored? No, they're colored. Colored, colored lights. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's surprising because I like the white lights better. Oh, God. Yeah. There's Dan the Red. They were folks. just they were sitting there. I was like, oh, you know what? These are sitting in the basement. Why yeah, not put these right. up? He's been he's been out it once again. He's on that side. garland on the staircase. I got real creative, Dom. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody sick. With Dom. Don't know if I can handle things today, Dom. Whoa, missing my music. There it is. It's Dan time with Dom. Uh, the time that producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program and uh, gives you some less political topics. But, Dom, I'm going to get a little political today. Maybe, maybe. But more so uh, in society, uh, you know, the, the culture. And that's because it, there, there's a story in The Atlantic that phones, these cell phones that we have, are making students dumber, which I think is kind of an, an inevitability, right? But... Oftentimes, you're at the restaurant. I want Dom Giordano's opinion on this. Oftentimes, you're sitting there, and me and Maisie, we don't have any kids yet, but it's a it's a big pet peeve where you just hear video game sound effects, and you turn around, and some kid's nose deep into his iPad because his parents don't want to put up with him complaining about the food, just hands him the iPad to stay quiet. Right. Uh, but Dom, and ask Reddit, it popped up within the past week. There was a person asking, a young person, that says, I have a gift certificate to a, a high-end steakhouse. I, I, I made a reservation for two, uh, but my person dropped on me, but I still want to go experience the steakhouse. Is it appropriate to go alone and eat in a steakhouse and watch your tablet? So, sure. You sure. think so? Yeah, you think you so? Because yeah, the tablet sure. generation is now, because I, I'm totally against this, Dom, because if you're in a steakhouse, you're sitting there, it's an art. Well, Cooking you're alone, is a, though. Yeah, but still, like... You, Hey, the servers are doing a job that's somewhat of an art. They they practice it. It's fine dining. Then you have steak that the chef is... I, yeah. I feel like it's disrespectful. To, you, you can't just enjoy the moment and look around and people watch. You got to... I, I feel it's horrible for this generation. Their nose just completely in the tablet. Well, now they're adults. Yeah, they're eating I mean, alone in fine steakhouses. And... So you were saying the whole time and he's just not... A, yeah, I, I would agree. But I mean, if he occasionally looks at it. You know, if you're alone eating there and all, I, like, and now you're making the steakhouse to make your point, uh, Da Vinci. Or I think it's okay like. to bring a book. Okay, because I was you can say the paper, but we don't read papers. Yeah, anymore, newspapers. So, yeah. Nobody reads those anymore. So but... it's technology. It's an iPad. Yeah, might be uh, listening to the Dom Giordano show. How about headphones? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's too. Funny. No headphones allowed. No, no headphones. How about headphones no. for kids at a restaurant if they're playing on their tablet? 
Um, no, I'd say you're trying to get them used to going out and, and eating, which you're completely against until you and Maisie have kids. <laughs> and all the uh, virtue signals. <laughs> go see, that's the right head. wing virtue signals here. You can't bring kids out. They love it when we see these restaurants say that's ridiculous. You can bring kids out, but I feel yeah. like it's a parent's duty to, you know, keep them in line without having to hand well, over is. some technology. Right. And if they're bad parents, they're going to be bad parents. I agree. But many times, you know, I think it's overblown what people are saying about kids are running all over the place. There, you know? A little bit of Monday morning quarterbacking for, you know, child rearing going yeah, on. Exactly. But uh, yeah. I haven't experienced it myself, but it's. Uh, that's true. There's got to be. You a have a stuff. kid. That's what I'd say to you. You don't look like it or anytime soon. While I'm eating, Madam no. Maisie, do you have a child or, or some yeah. YouTuber at the top of yeah. their volume? No, 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 thank no, you. no. That's all right, sorry, okay. I just wanted some time to rant here on Dan Time today. That's all I got for you. That's Dom. a good question, though. Okay, uh, coming up, big two o'clock hour. We have Dom's Money Melody. We're going to talk with uh, Congressman Guy Reschenthaler. That's at two thirty. He's got a lot. He's one of the leaders in the House side. As the end of the year, what happens next? You heard the guy here though about uh, Krasner World, Krasnerland. Boy, Krasner Land's gotten a lot smaller. Larry's last deceptive area. Can you imagine his argument is, well, if I don't want to prosecute, you can't prosecute. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to hold up. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.